This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. And on Tuesdays, we call it together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha. Why do we do that? Because we're together on a Tuesday, baby. I think it's more than that, isn't it? It is. So the reason we set it apart, the reason we give it a different name is because we believe that our marriage can be a lighthouse in our workplace, that it can be that um, pillar, that beacon of light um, that points people towards Christ. And if our marriage is struggling, it does the opposite. It, it makes people question where our stability comes from and our strength in our marriage and things like that. So we just truly believe in the covenant of marriage and we want people to get new tools and how to make their marriage stronger. And we learn that right alongside of them. So that's what we're doing today. Every Tuesday, we dedicate the show to talking about marriage and relationships. And today, we got a doozy for you today. I'm expecting it to be good. Well, I think you should lower your expectations about that. All right. So just before we get into our conversation, please engage with us online. Iworkforhim.com. That's Iwork4Him.com. Lots of ways for you to engage with us on our website. You can listen to us stream all just different times of the day and night. Uh, You can also uh, find out about events we've got upcoming, like our 2019 Cruise Your Way to Better Marriage Retreat. That's less than eight months away. No, less than 10 months away. Well, and it's easy to remember because it's we leave on Valentine's Day Valentine's next year. What a great Valentine's Day gift that would be. And if you we sign don't want up, them to wait till that day to no, get it, though. No, well, you can... No, you have to let people oh, know ahead of time. Cause it's hard to pack ahead of time <laughs> right, if, if you don't do that. But So here's what we'd like you to do, though. Consider joining Martha and I on the 5th annual... Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat, sponsored by iWorkRim, February 14th through the 18th, 2019. Boys, that a mouthful. Where we will cruise from Tampa Bay down to Cozumel and back, and we will have a weekend where your marriage will be challenged and encouraged, and you'll get to meet a whole bunch of other families, other, a whole bunch of other couples doing the same thing. No, it's not a family retreat. It's a couples it's a whole retreat. A bunch of couples that left their families at home. That's right. The best thing you can do at least once a year to leave your families at home and get out just the two of you. So check it out online, iworkforhim.com. The, click on the events tab. And on Facebook, we've got an event set up on Facebook, right, as well? We sure do. So right. they can just go there and learn all about it. And on Facebook, if they follow us on Facebook, just look for I Work For Him. There's all kinds of great resources out there on Facebook. We, we post every show out there about what's coming up, what's happened. What else do they find on Facebook? Um, well, yeah, they get to see who some of our guests are um, by posting pictures and things like that, too. So um, 
sometimes I even do giveaways. Um, you just never How know come I what never you win might. Anything? Um, employees and family members are excluded from all winnings. I don't know. You because <laughs> because you don't. Employees you don't. and relatives of the I work for him. Yeah. Ministries. We yeah. got it. Yeah, they're excluded. That's why. Okay. All right. So check us out. We'd also, if you ever you're considering Supporting the ministry. I work for him is a listener and business ministry supported ministry. We just loved. Uh, we're just looking. We're for, a ministry. We're a ministry. <laughs> said and, that like five times. That was cute. Well, we're supported by people like you helping yes. keep us on the air. So check us out online. I work for and hats off and hello to all of our radio stations that are playing us out. We're in Tampa three times a day. Jacksonville three times a day. We're in Carrollton, Georgia and Jasper, Florida. Uh, Folkston, Georgia. Folkston, Georgia and St. Augustine, Florida. Lots of different places for people to find us. So we just are so grateful you're tuning into I work for him today together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha. So a big shout out to all of you that are listening. And if you want to say, Hey, call into our listener line and just say, Hey, and tell us something that maybe you've been learning as a result of listening to the show. Those calls are free and they're super encouraging to us. 866-713-9675-866-713-9675-866-713. Work. All right. So expectations, they get us into trouble. They, they're just a living nightmare in marriage. When people set expectations, most of the time they don't communicate those expectations, yet the expectations exist. And so what happens when the expectations are revealed yet unmet, they cause arguments, they cause disgruntlement, they cause trouble in a marriage. Expectations are really the, the curse of a marriage a lot of times because people don't communicate them. And that's what we're talking about today. And I work for him. Yes. Expectations really in one sentence, they set us up to fail because we haven't communicated the expectation more than likely, or it's lofty. And therefore our, we're going to, we are going to be successful at disappointing every time. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm sorry about something. I forgot something. What's that? Happy May Day. I was thinking the same thing while you were talking earlier. I was but like, oh, I can't didn't interrupt them. I didn't get my May basket at the front door today. Well, the day's not over. You well, know, one of my greatest memories when the kids were little. Oh, they were oh, so cute. Oh, they were so cute. Now and I remember old. one year I found at um, the craft store itty bitty little metal. They look like milk pails. And we got little silk flowers. And for some of them, we cut some fresh flowers from out in the garden. And we always did this every year. We went around to the neighbors, put the flowers on their doorstep, rang the doorbell, and it was justified ding dong ditch. We could ring the doorbell and run. And we were leaving flowers for the neighbors. Technically, today, people could probably shoot you and be justified. Don't do that. No, it's not justified, nor is it (laughs) even, should it even be a thought if somebody leaves you flowers. They don't know why you're ding-dong ditching them until they open up the door. Okay, so your doorbell doesn't ring for negative reasons, usually. Ah, ding-dong ditch is a lost art of entertainment. Well, I don't mind that so much, but I love May Day. May Day. Happy, Happy May, Day. May Day to the I Work and For Him audience. if you have no idea what we're talking about, Look go it up. Google just ask, <laughs> just ask Wikipedia. He or knows. Or Alexa. Or Alexa, what's May Day all about? <laughs> we should have one of those. And Alexa could just chime in. That would wonder, be quite I wonder how fun. Amazon would feel about that. All right, I don't so think they'd mind. You don't think they'd That's mind? That's like promoting it. All right. So let's talk about expectations. So okay. I, I think expectations are... 
they're, they're just such a difficult concept to to stop doing. I mean, what is it? What does an expectation look like? So let me give you an expectation for me. What it looks like. Okay. An expectation would be that every night we're going to have dinner on the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. An expectation would be that um, if your car's on quarter tank or less, that you'll fill up a gas tank. Yeah, normally that's true, but I did come home yesterday with it off that, but I had groceries. Happy May Day. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Why did you go to Happy May I'm Day? Just, I'm just trying, I'm trying to find a happy thoughts. place. <laughs> trying to find a happy place. All right. All right. So, but we wanted to talk about this marriage killer expectations. It's just one marriage killer of many, but expectations mm. where you're truly expecting your spouse to do one thing, yet... You don't tell your spouse you're expecting to do that one thing. And when you release expectations, you're free to enjoy things for what they are instead of what you think they should be. Mm. Mandy Hale wrote that. We don't know who Mandy Hale is, but she wrote it and I found it on Pinterest. I love that, that you searched on Pinterest. <laughs> that is not an expectation that I would have had. Good. That's so good. Let's That'll talk never about, happen again. Let's now talk that you've about just that for a minute that. because okay. of the fact that it's saying that... Um, we it we can get so wrapped up in an expectation that we don't enjoy what actually happens. So you might surprise and delight me doing something, but if it wasn't what I was expecting, I could not be thrilled with the outcome. It, it just sets us it's up for dangerous. trouble. I mean, it's just a, it's a trouble mm-hmm. thing. All right. So so also now I found another one. This was also on Pinterest. It's all right to have expectations in your marriage. Just remember to keep them at the feet of Jesus, not at the feet of your spouse, because Jesus will meet our expectations, especially if we base them based on what he said. You know, Jesus said that the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. But he came that might have life and live it to the fullest. Now, if you have an expectation that life can be full when Jesus is at the center of your life. That's an that's a realistic expectation. Yes. Well, it's also a promise. It is a promise. And maybe there's a difference. But I, I think we just have to be careful with expectations and understanding what they can do to a relationship. So often we find ourselves expecting our spouses to meet certain needs of ours. And then we, but we don't tell them. We don't tell them that this is the way we'd like to see dinner. We don't tell them this is the way we like to see our shirts ironed. We don't tell them this is the way we like to do our laundry. We just expect things, and then we just surprise them with the answers. And, and that's got to stop. Keep in mind that God created marriage as the fabric of society. And the attack on marriage the last 50 or 60 years in this country has been to denounce what God has created as bad and a burden and to tell God he was wrong. But we know, based on statistics, that marriage and the attack on marriage and the disintegration of marriage in our society has led to so many things. It's led to increased poverty, increased crime, increased suicide, increased so many negative things. And we are here to turn that tide back right here on iWorkFrame as we just draw attention to the fact that our marriages as Christ followers, Martha, are supposed to be a light to the community and encouragement that it can be done. What do you think? Well, I think that um, I was thinking a whole lot of things, actually. Well, right share in this some of those moment. things. So one of the things I was thinking as you were talking about expectations is the fact that you were you were announcing the show. You said together on Tuesday with Jim and Martha and Martha joins me on Tuesdays. Well, you expect that I'm going to 
make myself available and do the show with you on Tuesdays. No, it's not expectation. No, but here's where I want to go with that. Just a second. Okay. This was my thought. Fine. You don't know what I'm thinking. No, I don't. That's a whole other marriage thinking. killer when you think you know what your spouse is thinking. But the whole idea that um, we have made an agreement... You trust me to follow through on my agreement. Therefore, that type of an expectation is really trusting that I'm going to follow through on on what we already discussed. You know, this is what we're going to do. This is what Tuesdays look like for the radio show. And I know I'm going to be a part of it. And um, so I just want to be clear that there's this, you know, that... you can come to expect me to be on the show with you on Tuesdays, but it's because we made an agreement and we discussed it, and you're going to refute me on something. No, I'm not. What oh. I'm going to say, I, I agree. I expect to be on Tuesday, but I send you an invite. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, so I don't we, just expect no. it. I communicate the expectation. No, but we'd already set it up that way. So it's but like I this is ongoing. But I don't. Why are we arguing? About We're it? not arguing. <laughs> well, I don't just expect it. I also remind you. It's not like I have this un. Communicated expectation. I That's what I'm saying. We agreed in our business model. But then we repeat and therefore it. You I don't trust. just expect you to tell me one time and remember oh, it forever. Okay. But I trust that you're going to show up too. It's not It's not just that I'm. you expect me. We, we've agreed that together on Tuesdays we'll be here on the show together. I got to break you away from your bonbons. Uh, yeah, because that's what I do. Yeah, so the I Dove s- chocolate, those are like bonbons. I don't have any Dove chocolate By the chocolate way, Dove bonbons. chocolate BOGO this past week at our local grocery store. Mm. 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 I bought it. <laughs> Martha didn't necessarily buy it. We might have bought a few more goodies when you Oh, Entenmann's Donuts were also <laughs> it's a bad buy one, week. get one. It's a bad week when Mountain those Dew, things... cases of Mountain Dew were not, however, buy one, Okay, get one. so there was a verse that I found. Proverbs... Oh, please, read the verse. Oh, let's redeem ourselves here. Proverbs 10. Read the book. Don't wait for the movie. Proverbs ten twenty eight. I might have had a Mountain Dew earlier. The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. That's kind of negative. Well, isn't that what we're talking about? These that ex- unrealistic expectations can be a marriage killer. Well, we don't. We don't want to kill marriages. That's why nope. we're talking about this stuff. That's right. So. How do we deal? Well, you know, we, when we were on the marriage cruise this year, we uncovered these two books mm-hmm. that were written by a, a guest that we had on last fall. Yeah. Uh, Mark and Susan Merrill, right there from Family First uh, Ministries. Ministry. Org, I think. Yeah, Family, Family First. First. Mark and Susan Merrill, they wrote these two books Lists to Love By for Busy Husbands and Lists to Love By for Busy, for, <laughs> easy for busy Wives. Okay. So they put in there. Five unfair expectations you may have for your wife and five unfair expectations you may have for your husband. I thought that it'd be good for me to read the unfair expectations I may have for my wife. Okay. And then you can tell me your why it's unfair. Okay. All right. Number one of the five unfair expectations you may have for your wife, expect that she always needs your help. Why is that unfair? I thought that's what the whole idea behind marriage was. Just to help each other, partner in this whole deal. Yes, but we're not helpless. So I think for You're some... You're not always a damsel in distress? Nope. I can open a jar of pickles most of the time. 
So if you we always... did, however, struggle getting the cover off the peanut butter jar, brand new peanut butter jar. Yeah, we had this discussion that we're like, they seal it so well. What are we going to do when we're old and it's time to get the new jar of peanut butter? But just so, just for the record, we did share the top of the brand new peanut butter In jar. In the Brangenberg household, that is a premium. It is a sacred. It's almost a sacred rite. It, we share that. Okay, so just from expect the that she always needs your help. That's an unfair expectation that I should have that you always need my help. Yes. What does that mean, though, really, to you? Um. Well, I I think that I don't. I, I'm not a weakling, but I also like you to be there and do help. Like the other day when we needed to get out the ladder and put something up high. You know, it, it's a team effort. We need to work together on that. I could not do that task alone because I'm not allowed on a six-foot ladder leaning against the wall um, without both legs because it's on the stairs. I mean, there was just way too many. Okay, but why things. is that an unfair expectation? Why does that create an does that create a negative situation for you? Do you not know the answer to this? Are you being an advocate or are you struggling? I'm trying to understand that. We're, trying, we're having a good time right no, here live I'm, on the radio. I'm just asking because I don't know. Um, well, because I don't always need your help. I mean, I, I, I can carry in a tray from the porch. I can, you know, there are certain things I like to do. Um, so I think that there can be some smothering maybe. Maybe for some people they feel like so they're. Give me, a, give me an example of times I've I smothered just, you. I didn't say you have. I'm just saying. Have I ever? If you believed that I always needed your help, that would feel very smothering. Yes. Okay. All right. Expectation, unfair expectation number two that you may have for your wife. (laughs) Expect that she never needs your help. Yeah. So. Because you're so self-sufficient. This is a women's liberation era. You don't need my help at all. I am not a women's liber. I am very capable, but. I, like I just said, I need your help. There are times when I can't open the pickle jar or I can't hold the ladder and stand on the ladder at the same time. Not and, in be OSHA compliant. Um, no, which is very important to have three points of contact in the Brangenberg household. <laughs> so we're just being completely transparent today. You want to go on to In my three? past life, I was an OSHA compliance officer. I'm pretty sure that doesn't expire, does it? Apparently not. Because you haven't gotten any notices <laughs> for renewal. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it expired by oh, now. Oh, okay. Because things change all the time. All mm. right. So uh, unfair expectation number one was expect that your wife always needs your help. Unfair expectation number two is expect that she never needs your help. So in other words, you're just lazy sitting around on the couch reading the newspaper <laughs> or watching TV going. That would be irritating. That would be. The and, whole crumple the soda can. And expect you soda yeah. that was a beer can i know bring me a i had beer. to do a mountain dew can oh yeah that doesn't <laughs> you happen never drink two of that's, them <laughs> that's right one a day is all this body can handle and it's oh. all you our i work for listening audience can handle as well number three Ex- number f- out of five unfair expectations number three expect that she's always ready for sex yes that's unfair so let's talk about that one Okay. What do you want to talk about? No, I just, I think it's super important. I think most people know that that's an unfair expectation. Well, what's important in understanding in couples, married couples, Mm because that's what God designed sex for within married couples, is that men are always ready and women are not. That's some of God's humor in this. And that in his humor, 
he wants men to romance their wives mm. and to drop hints and speak sweet nothings into the air. So let me throw a little curveball at this one that you may not be expecting. Is I'm not expecting anything. Women don't use this as a crutch. I'm I'm making a statement from one woman to all the women listening. Don't use this as a crutch, as though it's like a, a given that you're gonna oh, you're gonna never be ready, because that can be a that can be a very big danger for marriages as well. So hopefully people just think about that a Ex- little bit. Expectations are a danger for marriage. Period. Sure. And- Talking through these things, talking through a project so you can express when you need help or don't need help, talking through your sex life, it's important. Now, the next expectation and the expectations you have with sex, because everybody and because of the crazy ugliness out there on the Internet, you really need to talk about realistic expectations within sex because there's so much fake stuff out there. Mm -hmm. So the next next expectation we're going to talk about is expect that your wife will agree with you on financial matters. So again, this is an unfair expectation. It's an unfair expectation. Talking expectations on Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha, as we always focus our Tuesdays, Martha? On marriage and relationship issues. So today we're talking about... um, I expected you to respond there. Oh, that was very good. I kind of knew that when you pointed at me. See, certain things you learn with time... And we come to jive together. But anyway, so we just today thought we would talk about um, right now. We're talking about unfair expectations that we have in marriage because of the fact that, you know, it just sets you up for failure. If you have an expectation in your head, you haven't communicated it to your spouse, but yet you expect them to follow through on whatever it is. Wow. There's just no winning there. As I was trying to explain as we came to the end of the last segment, when you have an expectation that you don't communicate... And then when you expect it to happen, it doesn't happen. That expectation has crushed your expectations. And you've now created an argument about something that you expected to happen that you didn't communicate that you expected to happen. So therefore, your expectations caused an argument. And nobody listening has ever experienced that before, right? How many of you, (laughs) raise your hands, if you've ever expected something to happen, but didn't communicate that you expected it to happen, and therefore it didn't happen. And when it didn't happen, you got mad. Oh, they could call into the listener line. That's right. Tell us your story. I wish we could have people call into the listener line. We could grab it and shove it right onto the show. We'll figure that one out next. So let's talk about unfair expectation number four. Okay, expectation number four. Unfair expectation number four. The unfair... Out of five unfair expectations you may have for your wife, taken from the book List to Love By for Busy Husbands by Mark and Susan Merrill. Number four is expect that she will agree with you on financial matters. Here's the funny part about financial matters in marriage. Martha, you were raised with money. And I was raised with money, yet your parents handled money differently than my parents handled money. And that will be true for pretty much everybody that ever gets married. If you marry somebody and they handle money exactly the same as you do, probably that's trouble. Because <laughs> you're, yeah. you're probably not handling it right. That could be. You're probably both spenders or something like that, or you're not taking any time to deal with it. Yeah, so we can't expect that we're going to just automatically be on the same page with everything about our finances. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to be like-minded, have, you know, um, a, a sense of generosity or a sense of savings or even just 
agreeing on things, but you can't just expect it's going to be there and happen. So it's going to take a discussion. It's going to take um, compromise because sometimes we do have to do that in a marriage where we say, you know, I really want to spend X amount of dollars a month on new clothes. Well, you don't have the finances for that. You're going to have to compromise. You're going to have to say, you're right. This is, this is not a good goal for me. Right and now. when a woman says that a man goes, what's wrong with all the clothes in your closet? Because mm. there'd be an expectation that as long as you have clothes that are in your closet, you'd wear them. That's right. All right. So it's unfair to expect that your wife will agree with you on financial matters. Mm-hmm. You have to talk through this. And this is a conversation that for the first several years of marriage, if you, you got to deal with it, and if you haven't dealt with it the first several years of marriage, you may be 10, 20 years down the road, and you're still having financial problems because you're not talking about your finances. All right. The number five of five un- unfair expectations you may have for your wife is expect that she should always know you love her. There's a funny story where... Oh, yeah. I know. I'm expecting what you're going to say. I'm not even going to tell it now because you already know. <laughs> no, I'm in agreement. I think it's a Sven and Oli joke. I think it might know, be one my dad tells. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Sven, you know, does your wife know you loved her? Yeah. Well, how does she know? Well, I told her when we got married, and if it changes, I'll let her know. But um, ching. Yeah, for sure. You betcha. That doesn't really work for a wife. No, a wife needs to be reminded often and in many different ways, but especially in her love language. That you love her. Do not expect that she knows. She needs to be reminded by her knight in shining armor. That's exactly right. Why don't you communicate to the women out there or to the men out there on how it's best to communicate love? And I'll write down notes. Um, often. Honey, I love you. Frequent and often. I love you. Is I that, love you. Is, no. Love you. Um, okay. And differently. So it's not I love just... you, Martha. I love you always. <sighs> I love you today. I'll love you tomorrow. Oh, and happy poetically. <laughs> That's great. Actually, one of my favorite ways you ever told me that you love me was you wrote me a little card. Because if anybody knows Jim. Um, Serious cards are not po- part of the game. And being a poet. Uh, well, you do it on our Christmas cards. I will say that. Every but anyway, you wrote in a card one time. You said, yes, indeedy. You're my sweetie. And that's my favorite because it was it was you through and through. And I love that. So I knew for sure. And I do know for sure. But so you, I wrote it once. I don't need to keep telling yeah, you, do I? No. Well, no. Yeah, you do need okay. to tell me. So that's five unfair expectations you may have for your wife. Okay. Now. Expect that she always needs your help. Expect that she never needs your help. Expect that she's always ready for sex. Expect that she'll agree with you on financial matters. And expect that you should always, that she should always know that you love her. Mm. Now. So now there's five fa- unfair expectations that I may have for my husband. And the first one is expect that he should get me. <laughs> you mean... Wait a second. I can't just expect that you you just understand what I'm thinking? I don't ever know what you're thinking. Even when I think I know what you're thinking, I don't know what you're thinking. Your faces change. I have no idea. And I don't get you. I get you. You're stuck with me. That kind of get you. But <laughs> You caught me. <laughs> I caught you. I roped you in. But I don't. I don't. When I think I got you figured out, that's usually when I'm more wrong than ever. Mm. So women could be a moving target, huh? Women are a moving target, and as you 
Hmm. Mature. Hmm. The target <laughs> The target moves further away. Oh. No, the target changes shape. No, the target changes color. So it's unfair for me to think that you're just going to get me. I don't get you. So is there anything I could do to help? Wear a sign, write notes. <laughs> okay. Tell me when you wake up how you feel about the day today, whether I should, you know, I don't know. Just. You don't want me, me to talk in the morning. So. <laughs> hmm. Martha jumps up out of bed and she has the energy of a million Energizer bunnies. But I just want to have quiet in the morning so I can have quiet time and. If, if I'm trying to my quiet time and she's doing dishes or putting away dishes or washing dishes or putting away laundry or doing laundry or doing jumping jacks or whatever she is, she, I, just, I just want quiet. I just want to make it clear. I do have quiet time. I know you do, but you usually know, get up earlier want, than me. I just want people to kind of I don't know. get okay. you, but I do love you. Have I mentioned that recently? I am so thankful for that. I love so, you forever. I love you for always. As long as we're living my baby he'll be that's a child's book so anyway. i didn't finish it you did oh okay so number two of unfair expectations number one was that um expect that you should always get me expect that you will never be tempted by other women why is that an unfair expectation because men are distracted by women mm. especially women who are barely clothed or clothed inappropriately no matter where they are their skirts are too short their dresses are too low they're just showing stuff i mean it just it's a distraction even even as well trained as i am to try to look the other way women we're distracted by women women bending over to get something and being inappropriate i mean just it just women are that's why god made us so he made us to have our eyes be attracted to women and so it's not that i'm it just, I get distracted. Now it says tempted, but to be tempted by other women. I mean, I, I try to run away from any of that kind of stuff, but we put guardrails in place in our marriage. But I think I like it to say, expect that he'll never be distracted by other women. Because I tell you, I'm like, I mean, I, I say it to you. I make a comment. So, you know, I've been distracted by it or impacted by it, but men are just, it's just something that impacts our psyche. So, it's unfair for me to think that you will never be um, distracted. That's yes. what this is. And, and this is saying tempted as well. Right. I, mean, and, I understand and that. I, I just, I, for me, it's more of a distraction thing because we're, we're well grounded. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's distraction. But I work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of women that make it really hard to not be distracted. So... The truth, the if the, all women would wear turtlenecks and long pants all the time mm, and not, you know, low cut shirts and uh, stretchy yeah, that's pants, that's not going to happen in 95 degree weather. No, you know well, that. all right, but the stretchy pants and you know, tank tops, they're they, they're distracting. Okay. So, with that in mind, what can a wife, um, it's a 72 hour. Okay. The 72-hour rule, which okay. we talk about on many other shows. If a couple is regularly engaging in sexual intimacy on a 72-hour basis, a man is a whole lot less distracted by other women. Period. End of story. Less tempted, less distracted, much more focused on his own wife. 72-hour rule. Okay. So, first unfair expectation was that you would always get me. And I don't. But I love you. Then... Expect that you will never be tempted by other women is an unfair expectation. That's right. Number three, expect that you will always make me happy. Don't I? But I shouldn't. 
but it's unfair for me to expect. Please note, listeners, Martha did not answer the question. No, these get confusing for me when you talk in all these. It's an unfair expectation to think that you're always going to make me happy. No, there are days you don't make you don't make me happy. A whole day at a time? No, but on 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 days. Oh my goodness! Don't. It's not push, happily ever put me after. In a corner. <laughs> That's not fair. It's not happily ever after. Um, there are moments in time where you make me unhappy. Okay. That's pretty normal. But it's, and marriage, I think one of the things we talked about when we talked about this on the marriage cruise was that marriage isn't about, you know, you, marriage isn't about making each other happy. I mean, you, you can't, it's not, you didn't, I didn't marry you to make me happy. I married you because I loved you, but my happiness can't be dependent on you, Martha. Right. My, my happiness, my joy has to be based on the Lord. And I think that's where this one is going is that, hey, you can't expect that you're going to make me happy, that I'm, I'm unhappy because you're just not making me happy. Right. Right. Yeah. We can't hold our happiness in that. Um, sorry, my glasses and my headphones. She's making funny faces. No, I mean, I'm I wish, not. I wish we had I'm Facebook Live on this right now today. from my... Earphones. Today, All right, well, don't so. play with the earphones while we're recording a show. I was trying not to, but now that we've talked about okay. it. <laughs> All right, okay. so it's an unfair expectation that you expect that I'll always make you happy. Yep. And I have lived up to that expectation that you, I will not always make you happy. We're pretty real. So we have been talking about, first we did the five unfair expectations that you may have for your wife. Mm-hmm. And then we ta- we're now in the middle of talking about the five unfair expectations that I may have for my husband. I got just a question for you. Before okay. we get to those ones on the ones that you may have as unfair expectations of me, do I have any unfair expectations of you? How would I know? Because you haven't necessarily Well, because they them. come out, you know, like if, if I'm expected something and it doesn't happen, then it would come out like, well, how come you didn't do that? Oh my goodness. You're going to make me think about that live right here on the air um yeah i think that there are times that we are more sensitive to our expectations than others i think that goes both ways but um that i think maybe in the area we're both kind of control freaks i'm not a control freak hey we're running out of time ah we're control freaks so if if either of us don't do things the way the other person does them we've survived a whole lot of years doing them the way we've done them mm-hmm. but yet there are days where it becomes so important that you do it my way well, it is important that I learn to fold towels in four different methods. If I didn't have four different size cabinets, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> and we've learned that hmm. every Saturday, the expectation that we'll clean the house every Saturday. That's on our calendar. I know. It's an expectation. We agreed to that. But we have not been delivering on that. Oh, no. But you know what? Sometimes we just don't dirty the house. I don't feel like I just don't feel like cleaning. Okay. So anyway. Going back to if I if I if I hold unfair expectations of you, I would love for you to tell me those things so that I can work on it. Okay. Everybody heard that and I agree to the same thing. You agree, well, so it's okay for me to say it and then you don't have to repeat those same words? No, I was getting ready to. I didn't have an expectation for that. Oh, I can tell, yeah. No, I was going to challenge everybody and say, you know what, this is a great opportunity for all of us to say, you know what, let's try to either let go of the expectation or communicate it. So I think that both are very important. I so want to sing that song right now. 
What? Let it go. Oh, let it go. So that is something I pray about because there are certain things that bother me or that I just like, oh, that should happen that way. And I'm like, you know what, Lord, it doesn't need to happen that way. Help me to just let it go. <laughs> I was going to say it again. Let it go. So I don't um, know the song anymore. It's so long since I've seen it. And aren't you thankful? All right. Okay, the five so, unfair expectations you may have for your husband, Martha. I'm, I'm number, number four? four. Expect that he can read my mind. Now, here's something we've made more than clear to every person that's ever come in contact with us, whether it's through marriage mentoring, a marriage retreat, or this radio program. Mm-hmm. I work for him. You can't read each other's minds, and I have zero expectation that I can read your mind. Do you ever think that I can read your mind when you give me one of those faces? I do, but I also realize that it's probably unrealistic you really I know, do even after all the time we talk about this you still think i can read your mind oh sure surely <laughs> you know what i'm thinking whatever you do don't call me surely you i can guarantee you that there are times where you think i'm certainly am on the same page with you when we could be as far from each other as possible well, like i'm still learning sign be, language in a studio and that doesn't work yeah but it could be just as silly as um Certainly when he's heading over to that trash can in the corner that's full, this never happens. It doesn't. But he's going to go get it and take it out to the curb because it's trash night. You know, just things like that. But I think we all fall into that trap so easily. Speaking of it, which it was trash day today and I didn't get the garbage can taken in yet. Did you have an expectation on that? Not really, because okay, I, it was out of sight, out of mind. Okay, good. All right. So expect the neighbors that I can read might your mind. Have. The neighbors right. probably expect. Expect it. that I can read your mind. Okay. I don't expect that I can read your mind. No, Although we I do, do think sometimes I think I probably do, but just as long as you realize I'm a very simple person. Oh. You think you're simple. <laughs> okay, so expectation number four, five. Expect that he will have the same daily priorities that you do. We have gotten better about saying, hey, especially on the weekends, hey, what are you expecting today to look like? I mean, you know, the weekly routine and we're in the office together, and but we do have to communicate that. We, we actually meet on Monday mornings in theory, most Monday mornings to talk meet? about our expectations. But um, as far as the weekends, that's been a thing. We'll get to be, sometimes it'll be like 11 o'clock on Saturday and it'll be like, what were you thinking we were going to do today? Because this is what I was on track to do. But guess what? If you don't talk about it, <laughs> you really don't know. So expecting that you're going to have the same you something daily. something to talk about. Wow. That was pretty. I have no idea if that's what the real words were. I know the talk about part's right. Okay. All right. So five unfair expectations you may have for me. Expect that I should get you. Expect that I should never be tempted or or distracted by other women. Expect that you will that I will always make you happy. Expect that I can read your mind. That's ridiculous. Expect that I will have the same daily priorities that you do, Martha. Those are unfair expectations. So how do we solve that? We talk about That's it. That's right. We got to talk about it. And that's one of the things that's so important is the talking. That's why we tell people, number one, I, I was sitting there talking with somebody yesterday. Say, well, you know, they were making, talking about making a huge business decision. And I said, well, are you praying with your spouse about that? And they're like, no. Like, had you thought about that? No. Well, if you're not praying with your spouse and you're not taking time to talk with your spouse, there are going to be all kinds of unmet expectations all the time. Because you got to communicate this stuff. 
Got to yeah. get it done. So expectations causes issues. But I want to talk about so if you are struggling with unmet expectations, just write down, take a time, sit down the two of you and write down your list of all the expectations you have for your husband or you have for your spouse or your wife or your children. I mean, how many of us have expectations for our children and we don't communicate those either? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. You bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. But these expectation things also bite us in the keister when it comes to work and church and neighborhood. Like I, I get the at work. You think that you're deserving of a raise. You kind of expect a raise. And when the raises come around, you don't get a raise. Perfect example. Some- Thank you, honey. And if you take it to bonuses, I've heard people say this about bonuses. Isn't the whole point of a bonus is that it's a bonus? A bonus. So. Not a bone of contention. I guess it isn't necessarily, shouldn't be expected, right? I mean, that just kind of is confusing. Well, unless, I know unless it could be there's a bonus earning program agreement. or something like that. Yeah. But, but, but it, still. If, if you've got an expectation and you really think you're doing a really fantastic job and you want to know whether you're really doing a fantastic job and you really want to know whether your boss thinks you're doing a fantastic job, have a conversation with them. So you're not setting up unfair expectations. You know, if you've got an employee that is constantly three minutes late for work every day and it's irritating living daylights out of you, but you don't say anything, you just expect them to come into work on time. Guess what? They don't know that unless you communicate the expectation. If you expect that the people, maybe you're a business owner or leader and you've got a kitchen that everybody shares. And if you're expecting that it will just automatically clean itself without communicating kitchen duty. You've got an unfair expectation, and it's going to cause trouble and frustrate you. What are some other office kind of expectations Those or, were or some great things. workplace expectations? Oh, I'll make in the next pot of coffee if you finish up the, the coffee. Or, or you drink the last Mountain Dew in the fridge. Yeah, getting some How more. Horrible that Stocking be? it up. Recycling. I mean, there's all kinds of things. And filling the paper in the copy machine. I mean, it could be as simple as things like that. It's not my job. It's below my pay grade. Isn't that awful, though, to think that way? But those are... Um, Here's one. You, what? You expect people to respond really quickly to emails. And some people do a, don't a, put on an out of office. And therefore, you expect that they're in their office working, but they're not responding. Therefore, they're, um, it feels disrespectful. Well, if it's been 24 hours, that does seem like a long time. But sometimes I rumi- I tell you, maybe they're ruminating over it. Maybe they have to find out, you know, they have some bigger thing happening um, or even, you know, so. But communicating expectations, if you're saying, hey, I need you to make a decision on yes. this and you need it like now, but you don't tell people that and then you're mad they don't respond to you right away. Well, right. there you go. How about unfair expectations as to traffic? I mean, every day you go to work, hmm. there's traffic and you expect to get there in the same amount of time, but you don't build in time for traffic. So you have an unfair expectation. You think that travel to work should be reasonable and joyful and loving and kind. That is pretty Sunday un- from church. It goes a half an hour to get home from church. Because of traffic. Three that was a, an unrealistic expectation. But expectations at work, we need to communicate with our cubicle mates and with the people that we work with, whether they work for us or we work for them. Just commu- I should expect to be able to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> you just have a lot to say about this topic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was kind of funny. You were just going on and on. 
Oh, yes, I expect you to talk now. <laughs> she started, you just seemed to look a panic on her face when I wasn't going to say anything. Nope, I'll just keep talking, but I don't know what the timer says. So if we run out of time, hope you've enjoyed the show. <laughs> Expectations, to put it plainly, cause problems in all of our relationships, whether it's at work, at home, at church, in our neighborhood. Uncommunicated expectations, even if they're communicated, doesn't mean they're realistic. Expectations just cause issues, but that's what communicating is all about. Honey, if I've ever not communicated an expectation that I expected to have something done, I'm sorry for that right now. And I love you. Thank you. I forgive you. You've been listening to I Work Frame with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, and we expect that to be cool, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him. 